0: Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Justin, and I am a communications major here at Moody Bible Institute. I am here with my wonderful co-host, Eva. Eva, introduce yourself.
1: Hi, I'm Eva, and I'm studying pre-counseling.
0: And we are your friends, Justin and Eva. Eva, it's episode two. I'm really excited. I'm always excited. I'm going to say it every episode. <laughs> uh, lots to talk about. Love that you're here. Uh, welcome, Eva. Welcome, Eva. Let's get into it. <laughs> so, Eva, uh, this is episode two, and coming in episode two, this was a topic I knew I always wanted to do, mm-hmm. from the, uh, just the foundation of, of starting the podcast, it's always in the back of my mind. Uh, today's episode is titled, uh, Relationships, and more specifically, When Relationships Fail. I think... <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking forward to it? <laughs> I think... Um... As a student of Moody Bible Institute, um, relationships um, as a topic come up often. You know, we mm-hmm. get a lot of PDA jokes around campus. There's a lot of this whole ring by spring, um, plenty of other jokes and references we could go into. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of relationships. There's a lot of fast engagements. But what what doesn't get a lot of airtime, what doesn't get a lot of discussion is is when it doesn't work out. When uh-huh. when you are a moody student in a relationship with another moody student, your brother and sister in Christ, and for a variety of reasons, for whatever reason, it's just not in the cards and it doesn't work out. And that girl or that guy is in class with you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. At nine a.m. or maybe they're in your brosis and you mm-hmm. share the same table in the cafeteria. Uh, maybe you go to the same church mm-hmm. and it, it's hard, super and, awkward too. Yeah, you're <laughs> me. and painful and uncomfortable mm-hmm. yeah. and um, we see it a lot. Um, I don't think it gets talked about enough, and I think it's really easy for someone who's going through that to feel alone. Mm -hmm. So I'm not here today to get on a pedestal and tell you what I think about relationships. If there's one thing you get out of this, I I want it to be that you're not alone. Yeah. Uh, So many people before me and after me uh, and recently um, have been going through that. Uh, So if that's you, you're not alone. But today I want to talk about it. I want to examine it. I want to reflect on it. Uh, And we've got two people uh, that have been through it, Mm -hmm. uh, even myself. So. As I always, do I'm gonna pass this to Eva first. Hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, Eva is so excited to talk about it. Uh, Eva, walk me through it. You, you know, you come to Moody as we talked in last episode. Uh, Chicago's the place you yeah. want to do ministry. Moody has a pre counseling major. In that pursuit of you know the direction for your life and the ministry, um, as people do, you make friends. You get to know somebody. You end up um stumbling across this this man this great guy you guys start to get to know each other mm-hmm. um he kind of gets entangled into these plans and this direction you're seeking out for your life and sooner or later you wake up one morning and it's just not in the cards <laughs> anymore and can you can you walk me through what that felt like uh you can start with like when it happened and mm-hmm. then how do you yeah. feel about it now, having been given time away from it?
1: Yeah. So I met this individual my first semester. This
0: individual.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to name his name, right? Like, right. That would We've be We've got to be respectful, right? You know? Professionalism. <laughs> um, okay, so I met this. I met this man uh, my first semester at Moody, and. I mentioned in the previous episode that I was in another relationship. And so I was, you know, just for some context, I was coming out of um, a season of being single for a while. Um, So I wasn't just like jumping from one to the other, which I think (laughs) is kind of important. Um, But yeah, we met and um, then COVID happened. Yeah. And we were
0: so this was uh spring twenty twenty?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And we had like made it official right before spring break of that semester. Mm-hmm. And so I went back home the very next day after he had asked me. And then it was long distance for the rest of the time.
0: Wow. For the rest of the semester?
1: <laughs> yeah. For the rest of the relationship. Okay. Um But yes, also for the rest of the semester. And so, you know, I feel like with long distance relationships, it kind of forces you to get really close emotionally if you're doing it intentionally, because Mm -hmm. you can't really do anything other than just talk. Like you can't even like do activities together. Like all you do is talk. And so I think that's sped up the relationship a lot. And then <laughs> <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs>
0: this doesn't really sound like a funny story. I
1: Laugh or cry. Um not really. But yeah, so like we're long distance and then I drive to meet him with my parents and all up until this time like we're talking about marriage we're talking about our future we're talking about our plans as far as ministry um doing it together in the city and he meets my parents and then three days later breaks up with me Mm -hmm. so quite literally he calls me at like midnight breaks it off and then it's just We don't talk. There's, like, nothing. That freaking sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, can we just, like, acknowledge that it's really hard going from talking with this person all the time and being in a committed relationship where you're really hopeful, Mm -hmm. and then 30 minutes later... You're not even friends with this person, and yeah. they know so much about your story and who you are, and you've opened yourself up so much to them, and they've done the same with you, and now yeah. all of a sudden you're just like strangers on campus. Well,
0: and you've kind of been a team up to that point, precisely. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it's it's really really hard, and it's awkward and frustrating. Like, yeah. cause it doesn't make sense in the minute, in the moment. Like, yeah. it just doesn't. Um,
0: So you you had summer break after that? Or that was during summer? That was during summer summer break. Okay. So then you came back for fall, and then you're just like, hey, there's somebody I used to know.
1: Yeah, yeah. And we had, you know, as ex-couples do we had like that follow-up conversation which <laughs> doesn't help it just makes you more confused <laughs> hey, can we have a follow-up
0: conversation
1: it's really just about him like explaining why he doesn't like you anymore and you telling him that you don't like that like that's literally yeah. all that it did it didn't help yeah um, great. but then yeah after after that conversation we never spoke again and so he is no longer on campus, which is helpful. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: because he graduated, not because he, anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to be clear. <laughs>
1: um, so that was fun. Yeah. That was so a great experience.
0: Easier to have space.
1: Definitely. Definitely. Easier to
0: just live and process and heal.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think you know initially when we break up with our significant others we like the idea of being able to talk with them and see them and still be friends with them oh, yeah. but realistically that doesn't help in the healing process like it's just right. cutting you where salt you salt in already. the wound yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you for helping me out with that <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so while while he was still on campus that was far more difficult for me to move on. Um
0: Um, I'll still do that all the time. I'm like, you know what? I'm in a really great place with that. Like (laughs) I'ma say hi today. (laughs) (laughs) And then I see her and I'm immediately like, nope, nope, nope run. run, (laughs) Pain. (laughs) Ow. I felt great about it five minutes ago. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I felt strong a second ago, but now I don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: So yeah. as I love to say, fast forward to today.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How's that? You know, I mean, you were invested. You were excited. You were looking forward. You were planning. You were a unit with that person. Mm-hmm. You were looking forward to a future that no longer exists um
1: wow that's dark (laughs) yeah but it's real so yeah
0: i know it's different from everybody but that's Mm -hmm. why i'm asking you so right now looking back Mm -hmm. um how do you feel about that what is it what has it taught you have you grown content with that are you are you still bitter about it what are your conversations with god look like about that like
1: that's a really good question yeah questions but that last one specifically um you know i it's been a long time so i feel like i can think about that person and be like he you know at the end of the day he was a really great guy and i know that there is a reason for why that didn't work out and looking at where we both are now i can really see how god kind of protected me and that like our callings are just different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would not be passionate about where I would be if I was still with him. As far as like ministry. Um, you wouldn't career. be
0: passionate about the things that you're passionate now? The things that you're passionate about now?
1: I wouldn't. If I were to be with him, I would not be able to do the things that I'm passionate about now. Okay. Does that make sense?
0: Well, like what things? Like
1: like inner city ministry um discipleship, um nonprofit work. Um because he's now working in a very rural area. Okay. Um so when we were together it it seemed as if we were going the same direction. But now looking at where we both are now, it's very clear that we're going in separate directions as far as ministry, um location. You know passions uh careers like all of the above like just different and so I I can look on that experience and say like oh thank god that didn't happen like that didn't eventually lead to marriage because I know that I just wouldn't have been where I was supposed to be or doing what I was supposed to be doing but <laughs> I also sometimes think about that period of my life and I'm like, wow, that was really nice to have a partner mm-hmm. and I miss that like yeah it's interesting how you can have this great community but you still feel lonely and you don't have that significant other you don't have that partner and so it feels like as much as you're living like a holistic, Life, there's still a part of you that's missing. And so I think a lot of times when I talk to God about where I am right now, as far as being single or in a relationship, like I'm constantly going back and forth between being like, God, I'm so grateful that that didn't work out. And I'm so grateful for like this season of my life where I can be single and independent, but also I'm really lonely and like, yeah, but <laughs> oh, gosh, that was kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I think I think that's okay. Like, I think it's okay to live in that tension and be content, but also longing for something more. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's where I am now, looking back. Yeah. Um, but. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, it's not fun sometimes.
0: Absolutely, but yeah, and maybe it's sort of like. Obviously, God knows those desires and he knows Mm -hmm. those feelings of yours. So it's uh, teach me to be content, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, this is a big desire of mine. You've placed it in my heart Mm -hmm. for a reason. Show me why it's there, but teach me to live with an open palm Mm -hmm. with whatever you have for me. Yeah. Um, And I just think there's a lot of freedom in being honest with that. Mm Mm-hmm um and sort of giving it to God. Yeah. Uh and just examining your own heart mm-hmm. and being like am i looking at that for my identity mm-hmm. um or am i finding that in Christ? Yeah. Um for me Get to tell my little spiel. <laughs> Go on. Spring. Uh, it was spring 2020. That was that was my first semester too. <laughs>
1: what are you? Wow. Know? Um. <laughs> I think, okay. There's a pattern here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if if you your relationship formed away. in the spring of 2020, <laughs> get out now. <laughs> Not a good sign. Red flag. <laughs> yeah.
0: I should have seen it coming. Um. Well no, I you know, I think this happens this happens to a lot of us. Um I just wish we talked about it more. Like I I sat next to this lady, uh, in orientation. Oh, this lady. This lady on the on the second day. <laughs> How is I,
1: lady better than individual? <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, he's a man. You can't call him Well individual obviously. is terribly impersonal.
1: Okay, fine. can carry on.
0: Yeah. I sat next to this lady on the second day. <laughs> We've got to be respectful, you know? Uh, <laughs> it's called professionalism. <laughs> yes. Um, so I sat next to this lady uh, the second day of orientation, which is wild because, like, I was so new to Chicago. Mm-hmm. I was so scared. I was excited. You know, this is this is a <laughs> – I said it was course directing, like – my life was changing before my eyes. I didn't know what God Mm -hmm. had next. And here I was making new friends uh, who were fellow Christians who were on similar paths trying to figure out what God had for their life, wanting to take their faith seriously. And here's this lady who has a similar family upbringing, similar family uh, like image and uh, similar passion, sense of humor. And it just it was really cool mm-hmm. and like you just you know you're hanging out with the cohort doing game nights getting to know each other um all the while i was still you know i was a very insecure very anxious person um obviously i still am um no. i've just I, <laughs> yeah obviously i still am i'm just you know obviously i have i have grown a lot i have i have made great strides but it was kind of um i still needed to figure out uh who I was and I, I look back to that guy and he's he's really young. I know a couple of years from now I'll be looking back at right now and I'll be saying that this version of me was really young but uh it's still true. I uh you know we we got to know each other first semester. We had the summer break and then second semester we started dating. Um I I won't go too much into detail. It just it just it it ended and it was obviously sad um confusing and i had been through a an uh <laughs> a heart-shattering breakup before yeah um this was a this was a different pain it was uh it was a different beast to battle because it was it happened in a different way and it happened for different reasons and it was uh it, it gave me a lot to think about. It gave me a lot of, of work to do um, internally and how much I care about what other people think of me mm-hmm. and how other people perceive me. And, um, yeah, it uh, <laughs> it grew me greatly. And, uh, you know, in those moments, you uh, you find out who your real friends are. And I'm, I'm a very lucky man. I have a lot of really good real friends mm-hmm. um who were just uh who just surrounded me and it, you know it was uh I said it was I said it was a different beast than the first one I I had been through a I'd say a much heavier breakup as as many people probably have um but it was it was a different kind of pain and it it was a it was a different lesson to learn mm-hmm. and the most awkward thing was just you know, I've got class with this person. We used to yeah. sit next to each other and mm-hmm. uh, play tic-tac-toe in Dr. Sanchez's class. Oh,
1: did you <laughs> know about that? With an,
0: I, I mean, he's got eyes, but I don't know. <laughs> and so we went from playing tic-tac-toe in Bible intro with Dr. Sanchez to now we sit across the classroom yeah. from each other. And it was just like, you know, you walk in class and it's like, there's someone... You, you care about so, well. so much yeah. you know so well and you guys aren't even talking anymore um you can't
1: even make eye contact
0: yeah um not because you hate each other but right. i mean what what are you going to do like how do you deal with that and uh, like so the it was mid-western weird
1: midwestern wave midwestern <laughs> wave yeah
0: um but with my first breakup you know we were out of each other's lives mm-hmm. and it was space distance time able to process So with moody, you know, it's such a moody bubble Mm -hmm. and they're still there and there's not really that safe space to just live without, like like you said, salt in the wound. Like you Mm -hmm. see them, it's like pain. Uh, And so that was hard. Like (laughs) SDR line, SIPO, having class together. Like um, a lot of people, this happens and it's on their brother floor. Mm -hmm. They're on their sister floor. And I'm like, how do you? do that like it's i mean you're still brothers and sisters in christ i hope you don't hate each other but that's hard man (laughs) yeah um so it taught me a lot it gave me a lot to work um work on internally uh just with insecurities and anxieties and um where i find my identity and uh you know i mean sometimes like like you said we're just on different paths and she's headed to her destination god is working On her, and he's working on me, and uh, I guess, you know, it just wasn't in the cards. Um, He has other things, and so, you know, maybe it's learning to be content uh, with what he has for both of us, Um, but it's it's letting the, the pain and the anxiety and that confusion drive you to Jesus and drive you to prayer and a introspection and a God. Yeah. Teach me what you're doing when I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Uh and if you're not doing that you're growing bitter and uh that that's been probably my biggest struggle. Um not even specifically with that relationship, but just in conversations we've had like you can't lose hope. You know, you're either gonna uh what did you say? <laughs> Oh, you said in episode one, you can let that pain soften your heart mm-hmm. and become more compassionate and more loving and empathetic, or you can grow bitter. Yeah. And that was really good. <laughs> um, but that's where I'm at. Um I'm thankful for it. Um mm-hmm. I care deeply for the individual. And <laughs> uh <laughs> as you'd say, and it you know, it just wasn't in the cards. And um Sometimes, sometimes that's the case, and sometimes we just gotta learn to uh, be content, uh, even when we don't always understand it.
1: I do think you touched on something, though, that's very relevant for students our age: is that bitterness. And so, I'm I'm curious what what would you say to the student who is experiencing that bitterness, or maybe even that cynicism towards relationships or towards christian dating culture like what would you say to that person now now having time to process your previous relationships and coming out of that
0: well that's a that's a really good question and i i think i'm still learning that mm-hmm. and i think i will be for a long time mm-hmm. i think that's honestly a good attitude to have with anything but ultimately in just even conversations we've been having like you know, cynicism and bitterness, it comes in many forms it, in, in many ways with regards to relationships. You could be protecting yourself like I'm not going to make myself vulnerable again. Yeah. Let someone hurt me again. How dare they? Like, mm-hmm. who the heck? Like, I tried this <laughs> twice and it didn't work out. And this is what I'm left with. So it's it's yeah. a bitterness. It's a pain. And in some cases, you're not entirely wrong to be frustrated with uh culture of a certain dating community or things that people might do wrong um but bitterness is is the wrong end of the spectrum to run to and i so easily find myself there a lot um, so it's a it's a good reminder um it's good to have friends that'll point out that bitterness and be like hey you're you're stepping off there a little bit buddy. Yep. Let's let's be compassionate let's be graceful um, we're all here to learn. We're all on our own journeys. So, so first of all, like I'm 25, right? Mm-hmm. So, an 18-year-old freshman dating someone is going to look a little different than how I might do it.
1: I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> so I could be like, "Oh, they're so young. They're so yeah.
0: stupid, but guess what? I used to be 18. Yep. I was just as naive and stupid, and mm-hmm. you know, they're learning their own lesson." Uh, and that's something my my brother told me once is uh he was he was giving me advice and he's like, you know, it's not something I would do after what I've learned now. Yeah. But it's your life. And, and I had decided I had said, you know what? Like, I appreciate that. But I want to learn this lesson myself. Yeah. I want to do it myself. And I did. And it hurt mm-hmm. real bad. Um, but I think it took doing that um, for me to truly learn that lesson. Yep. People could preach it to me all day, but unless I've experienced it, it's not going to take root. Yeah. So speaking to someone out there who's bitter and who's frustrated, first of all, I'm right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Um, I think it comes from pain a lot. And I think maybe admitting mm-hmm. that it's coming from pain can yeah. give you a lot of freedom. But it's also coming from pride. And that's really something we need to check out the door and something we just need to take to God. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you sit in that pride, it will grow to bitterness. Bitterness will grow to cynicism. And you're just going to lose hope. You're not going to be joyful. And that's not right. And that needs to be checked out the door. Yeah. And I'm not saying this as someone who has figured that out. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that as someone who... Desperately needs to sit down and humble himself mm-hmm. and uh, work on those things himself. <laughs> yeah, because uh, it's really easy to fall into. Yeah, work work on your prayer life. Take those things to God. Surround yourself with people who will call you out on that, mm-hmm. um, and people who will teach you how to be graceful and be compassionate, yeah. particularly to all the other people on this beautiful campus, okay? We've got 18, <laughs> 19, 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds. Yeah. Like, I cannot attack their life because, who? like, who am I? Mm-hmm. Who am I to judge the decisions they're making? Like, first of all, half the time, I'm not living their life and I don't even know the full story. I just like to point and mm-hmm. say, that is so wrong. Yeah. And this is so messed up because it's really easy to just sit back, point your fingers and be bitter when you're in pain (laughs) and when you're struggling with pride. Yep. And I think uh, I think I personally can do uh, a better job at checking that at the door. Mm -hmm. Does that answer your question?
1: It does. It does. Thank you. Cool. Yeah.
0: (laughs) 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 I was unprepared to answer that. But. (laughs) Sorry, my uh, bad. (laughs) 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 Unscripted. You're good. Um. So, secondly here, um, you know, we talked about what happened, Mm -hmm. how it made you feel, where you're at now. Um, Just circling back here to someone on this campus. Uh, Someone's a freshman. Maybe they just got here. Maybe it's the first semester, second semester, kind of like us. Maybe they're a junior. Maybe they're a senior. Mm -hmm. And they're about ready to graduate. And... They're left with that same situation we just talked about. Yeah. You know, I thought this was God's plan. We were kind of intertwined. We were a team. We were a unit. You know, we talk about our passions, our -hmm. our ministries, ways that we want to serve after this. And for some reason, it's not in the cards and and we're not together anymore. So for someone out there dealing with that, uh, what do you tell them?
1: I mean, I'm someone who's obviously still single um, and still wrestles with that. Like, similarly, I wrestle with cynicism and bitterness and just looking at dating culture and be like, oh, this is stupid. Um, But again, like you said, that's coming from a place where I just want to protect myself. I want to say to myself, I don't want that. Therefore... I'm fine without it like in reality I want it um and so to someone who's going through that now first things first you need to go to the Lord with it um, we need to remember that he is a God who grieves with those who grieves and that goes you know he grieves with a person who lost a child with a person who has experienced trauma, with a person who just got broken up with or had to do the breaking up, like, he is not unempathetic. And so we we can go to him with a whole range of emotions. And so I think when you're experiencing that level of pain, it's vital to remember that he is a God who feels, that he is a God who has emotions and has experienced pain. Um... And he wants to be with you in that. And so, first things first, like, go to him. Um, be as vulnerable and honest and bold with him as you can. Um, second thing, like, do not isolate yourself from your community. Um, and, and you touched on this a little bit as well, but I think one of the most meaningful aspects of my breakup with this individual is how my community surrounded me and how I learned in a lot of ways how to be known and how to be loved in the midst of a breakup. Um, Allow yourself to be seen, to be known, and to be cared for in the midst of your pain and your anger and your confusion and your frustration. God is going to use those people in your life and so sometimes we have to be selective about how like who we yeah. who we open up to and who we let speak into our lives but you know whether it's your family whether it's your friends whether it's your professors like your pastor your mentor whoever it may be let people in let them surround you let them care for you um in a way that is going to be gentle and also hold you accountable um to speak truth into your life and to not just like rub your shoulder and say, everything is fine. Like, no, mm-hmm. everything isn't fine. Um, which leads into like my third, my third point is to allow yourself to feel what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times in these situations and especially within Christian culture, negative emotions or i guess um heavier emotions are often seen as bad um but you have to feel those emotions in order to come out of them and as long as you're not sinning in how you're feeling or how you're dealing with those emotions they in and of themselves are not wrong and they're not sin Mm -hmm. and so i encourage you whoever and wherever you are like Allow yourself to feel those emotions in a way that is safe and biblical. um, Because denying that they're there isn't going to get you anywhere. Um, God knows what you're feeling and thinking. The people around you can see it on your face and can hear it in the tone of your voice. (laughs) Like, people know you're not okay. Um, And so, again, it takes a lot of vulnerability and honesty, but it's worth it. Um, and just give yourself some time, like, you know, it's, it's so, it's so, so hard to feel rejected or to feel like you're not good enough, um, or to just have hopes that have been dashed, expectations that were not met, um, and it's okay to be sad, and it's okay to be angry, and it's also, like, if you're, if you're the person who had to do the breaking up, like you have to come to terms with the reasons why you broke up and you have to stick by them and not feel guilty. Like, at the end of the day, you weren't supposed to be together. So stick by your reasonings and grow. Like, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to carry all of this weight and this guilt and you don't have to feel like you're this terrible person because God is with both people in the relationship. And he's not going to abandon the person you broke up with. And he's going to do a work in your life too. So it's like, we need. We also need to like talk to the person who did the breaking up. Because that's, that's a hard position to be in. Um, those aren't my like four cents.
0: Yeah. No, and I would, I like the, you said, uh, well, I like all of those. But you said give it time. I was mm-hmm. thinking the same thing. One of my dear friends uh, years ago. <laughs> like the only piece of advice he gave me was buckle up.
1: <laughs>
0: and he was like, Like, this is yeah. this is a new beginning. It's gonna yeah. take some time and like this ain't gonna be over tomorrow. Um yeah. this is going to change you in some good ways, some bad. In some yeah. ways it's up to you. Um oh, I like that.
1: Yeah, it's true.
0: Yeah. So my the two breakups I've been in in my life have been some of the most impactful life-changing character building mm-hmm. course directing moments of my life. Yeah. God has used pain in my life tremendously, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't change a thing. Um, I always caution I always feel cautious before I tell that to someone because mm-hmm. I don't want to sit sit with someone in pain and say, "Don't worry, bro, God's going to use it like especially if it just happened like they don't need me to say anything if it just happened like i had several friends who literally well just one really one particular memory (laughs) of a friend who just came and sat with me and Mm -hmm. didn't say a thing yeah and i've never (laughs) forgotten that he just let me talk yeah because that's what i needed needed to not be alone and that kind of circles back to what i said at the beginning of this Mm -hmm. episode like you are not alone if you like you said don't isolate yourself from your community because uh feeling alone and forcing yourself to be alone uh can be some of the most dangerous things um figure out who those friends are who really care about you um and let those relationships grow yeah from this pain another thing that i think is so common you talked about allowing yourself to feel feelings being in a culture where negative emotions are sometimes perceived as bad. Like, and that just goes back to what you said in episode one about feeling this need to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And that goes into this judgment and this bitterness I'm talking <laughs> about of like yeah. we're college students. Yeah. This dating culture isn't going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. So watch the standards that we have with other people but with yourself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It didn't work out that may or may not have been your fault, uh, give yourself some grace with that. Yeah. Allow yourself to not be perfect and realize that the other person on the end of that relationship isn't perfect either. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be a great opportunity for growth. Um, I think sometimes it's so easy to get caught up in the confusion of a moment of what's happening in your life and asking God what he's doing, what he's mm-hmm. gonna do, what's next, and you forget God is with you right now.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, he's sovereign. Yeah, he's planning, orchestrating, and working, but he's with you right now. Mm -hmm. Here, present, sees you, hears you, knows your pain. (laughs) He's literally right next to you. Like, invite him in, talk about it, ask him what he's doing. Mm -hmm. God, what are you teaching me? What are you instilling in me? Yeah, why is this happening? (laughs) Get honest, come on. Who you hiding from? But uh, yeah, one of the one of the biggest things I've I've realized, uh, I want to know if you can relate to this, um, realizing that I'm not perfect either. It's easy to be broken up with and be like, you know, man, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it just it was, particularly with my first relationship. Like I said, I shouldn't have been on it. I wasn't necessarily being treated the best, um, but I certainly was not perfect in that relationship. Yeah. And uh, I'll never forget a, um, I'll pass this to you and then we can close, but uh, 500 Days of Summer, Mm -hmm. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I love romantic comedies. It's a great movie, solid movie. There, you know, you watch the movie, uh, Summer's kind of the bad guy Mm -hmm. in the movie and she plays with Joe's emotions and he gets hurt at the end. Mm -hmm. Very sad. A lot of people can relate to that she was kind of toxic, unsure of what she wanted. Yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt did an interview a uh, couple maybe a couple years ago and he encouraged the person interviewing him to go back and rewatch the movie mm-hmm. and realize that he came into that relationship with a lot of unhealthy expectations mm-hmm. and he was putting her on a pedestal mm-hmm. so high that she could have never
1: mm-hmm. held up to that.
0: She could have never been his savior yeah. and Sometimes we do that. I definitely did that with my first relationship. Yep. And uh, there's just so much power realizing like, yeah, okay, maybe it wasn't perfect. Maybe this happened. Maybe this is painful. But Mm -hmm. I can learn a lot from that whole relationship. Mm -hmm. And maybe it did happen for a reason. Uh, And just don't lose hope. Keep moving forward. Keep asking God, what is he doing with this? Um. And in some ways, you know, your pain is the way that you are able to minister to others who are going through the same thing later on.
1: So true. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. I think it's, okay, you said two words, um, expectations and pedestal, that really stuck out to me when you said that. And uh, uh, looking back into my previous relationships, I remember having unrealistic expectations for myself and for my significant other um and even just expectations about where the relationship would go um and that put a lot of pressure (laughs) on both of us yeah and um when you have those expectations and that pressure so early on super unhealthy and also like putting that person on a pedestal where they can't do anything wrong and they are like you're everything and so your focus is to either like make them happy or to make them want you or to make them want to stay with you whatever it might be in yours or the listener's case like that's awful um and I'm totally guilty of doing that in previous relationships and it it hinders you from being able to know that person fully um, because it's it's you trying to put them in that box of who you want them to be and also it almost makes you it almost makes you treat yourself as if you're not equal to that person um, which can then turn into a lot of unhealthy patterns within the relationship or thought processes or, yeah. um, Just responses to the person or the way that you uh, interact or do or do not keep them accountable. Whatever it might be. Um, And so I definitely, I remember myself struggling with those two areas in my previous relationships. And it's so important to remember that I'm not perfect and neither was the other person. And with every experience, we got to learn from it. Like, uh, if I get into another relationship, like, I will go into it with lessons learned from previous breakups and previous hurt. And while I'm in that relationship, like, me and my partner are going to have to learn from our current mistakes. And so, it's just a whole process and it's lifelong. And... So, like, looking ahead, I think it's really important to also not have this expectation that because we've learned lessons, that there aren't more lessons to be learned. Um, and that, like, because we've been through heartbreak and we've been hurt, but we're with this new person, that this new person isn't the answer. That, yeah, that might be your person, that might be your husband or your wife, but ultimately, ultimately God is the answer and he is the one who's going to satisfy Um and he is the one whom we are supposed to love with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, all of our strength, not our partner. Of course, there are implications, but <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean. We're going to go
0: on for the next hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <into> that.
1: But <sighs> I, t- I totally, I totally relate. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like expectations and putting your partner on a pedestal is also just a part of being really hopeful and really wanting that person to be it. Um, and sometimes it just doesn't work out. Like no. you said, a few times, like sometimes just not in the cards. Um, and that's okay. That's all right. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <That's> fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be great. Yeah. I love
0: it. No, yeah, I would, I would just close and saying that, you're not alone. Embrace that. Understand that. There are plenty of others before you who have been through a whole lot similar. Uh, that being said, your situation and and you are completely unique mm-hmm. and that is completely different. Um, but you do have brothers and sisters in Christ who know a little bit about that, what that feels like and they can help you get through it. And then maybe someday you can help someone else that That's really the name of the game. Allow your anxiety, your pain, your worry, and your confusion to drive you into the arms of Christ mm-hmm. and allow him to teach you whatever he's wanting to teach you right now. Mm-hmm. It'll make you stronger. You'll be better for it. But you got to hang in there, and you can't lose hope, mm-hmm. and you can't grow bitter. Give yourself permission to not be perfect. Recognize that the others around you aren't perfect either, and give them the freedom to not be perfect.
1: That was a beautiful little bow to end <laughs> everything that we've said. <laughs>
0: thank you. Uh, thank you so much. We'll close here. Uh, thank you for joining us uh, on episode two of your friends, Justin and Eva. <laughs> we'll be back shortly with episode three. Uh, I hope you have a magical, wonderful day. See you on the flip side.
1: Bye. <laughs> <laughs>